It is time for Office Hours with JT. I'm so excited to have this time, y'all. It, um, as you know, I'm sure many of you out there know, it has been um, a week and I am intentionally cultivating joy and cultivating spaces of self-care and peace. And one of those ways of cultivating joy is being with you all and talking about something I love, which is things, consulting business stuff and educators launching consulting businesses. So we have uh, like every week, if um, you are new to the group, let me just share with you a little bit about myself. Hello, Valerie. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, I'll just share with you quickly a little bit about myself in case you're new to the group, in case um, this is your first office hours. I'll share a little bit about myself, just quickly share kind of how office hours works, and then I'm going to get into our three questions. And so if you are joining Go ahead, introduce yourself, say hello as we have our conversation. Feel free to drop any thoughts. Hey, Dr. Sophia. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, So feel free to to drop thoughts or if something that I I share provokes any type of follow-up questions, um, you can drop those into the chat. Uh, Let me know where you're logging in from so that way we can create community within our chat. And yeah, we're going to jump in. So I am going to share with you who I am. So I'm Erica Jordan Thomas. I am an educator. I launched my consulting business three years ago. Oh, I think I I just, something just happened, but I'm back. Okay. So I launched my consulting business three years ago and I am a former teacher, high school math specifically. Uh, I am a former instructional coach, former assistant principal, former principal, and now I am a full-time doctoral student. Hey, Kristen. Ah, oh my God. I love it when when I get to see people who I adore uh, in the chat. So, um, so I've had my consulting business for three years. It's been an amazing, amazing ride. Um, I'm a full-time doctoral student. So my consulting business is still a side hustle. And I've been blessed and fortunate enough to not only work with amazing school leaders across the country, but also grow my consulting business to a six-figure business. And so it's been a, a tremendous blessing, so much so to where I want other educators to have the same opportunity of doing the work that they love and getting paid what they should be getting paid, getting paid their worth and doing doing that work. So I host office hours as a way to just be able to share my experience, answer questions. So everything that I'm sharing is from my experience of of launching and growing my consulting business. I launched it from scratch. So I did when I started, I did not have a website. I did not have this full list of clients. I was actually still a principal. So if you ever wonder if you can launch your consulting business while still working full time, the answer is yes, because that is what I did. Um, and so everything that I'm sharing with you is, is from my own experience of three years of having my own consulting business. So excited to, um, to, to have time together and look at everyone in the chat. Oh, yes. Oh my gosh. It is so, uh, good to see familiar names and faces. And I'm excited that people are excited for office hours. So I'm going to jump into our three questions and. Um, the first question is how to manage social media without it being overwhelming. Oh, love this question. It's so, so good. So 
I first want to start with kind of setting some expectations around social media is that it is going to require work. That doesn't mean it has to be overwhelming, but it just, you're building a business. So you are going to have to have an intentional strategy that you're consistent with. So usually when social media gets overwhelming, it's when you don't have a strategy and or your your runway of planning social media is really short, meaning you don't give yourself a lot of time in advance to plan out your content. You're kind of posting day by day or posting in the moment. That's when it can get really overwhelming. So I wanted to just start with setting some expectations, because if you have the expectation that social media will kind of feel like like it'll come with ease or um, that it it like something it should feel like something for your business you should be able to do in your sleep. I just kind of want to set the expectation that 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 may not be the most feasible or reasonable goal just because it's your marketing strategy. So if you think about any business, whether it's a big you know corporation like Nike or Target or whatever, like they they have an intentional marketing strategy and social media is one of those things. And so you kind of have to position it or think of it as a marketing strategy, just so that way you can get yourself in the mind frame that it's going to require work, it's going to require strategy, and it's going to require consistency. However, it does not have to be overwhelming. So I have a couple of thoughts in terms of how you can go about social media so that way it's not overwhelming. So the big headline in all of my thoughts is that you want to, well, first, the first big thought is to pick a platform that you like. So if you feel this pressure that you have to post on every single social media platform, that absolutely can be overwhelming. You can, but you don't have to. So I would encourage you to prioritize a platform that you actually enjoy, that it feels meaningful for you. And so different social media platforms serve different purposes. So obviously Twitter is different than Instagram because Instagram requires a picture for a post. So I kind of think about like, what feels natural for you? And for my folks who are with me live, go ahead and drop into the chat like what that that platform might be for you um, of what just you would actually enjoy spending time on um, or spending time with. So that would be the first thing is to just pick a single platform that you enjoy, that you like, that you can target to be consistent with. And then the next couple of, of thoughts that I have are around the bigger headline of creating systems. So when it comes to social media in your business, you kind of have to have a different approach than when you have your social media for your, your you know, personal purposes. So for example, when it comes to social media for my per- personal purposes, I'm usually not planning content. I'm just like, whatever comes up, I post. Um, or if I have a thought, I share it. Like it's pretty sporadic. It's pretty spontaneous. And with your business, you actually have to think very differently. You don't apply kind of the same approach that you would with your personal, you know, social media that you would with your business social media, where you want to have a strategy. You want to kind of think about three things in advance and you want to have some systems around it. So the first example of a system would be a scheduling app. 
So if you just Google scheduling apps, it'll pop up a, a bunch of different options for you. There's Buffer, there's Hootsuite, there's Meet Edgar, there's Later.com. Usually most, just about every social, well, not every, because LinkedIn doesn't have one that I know of. Um, but like Facebook has their own uh, scheduling app. So it's c- called Creator Studio. Um, Twitter has TweetDeck, which is one that's specific to Twitter where you can schedule. So just search around scheduling apps or a scheduling platform aligned to the platform that you picked for your business and use that to help schedule your content in advance. So that way you don't have to be ready, present at the moment you want to post something like on your phone or your computer posting it. You can actually schedule it in advance. So that's the first type of system. The second type of system, when you see me looking over, I'm looking at my notes so that way I make sure I don't miss anything. Well, so the, oh, yeah, I didn't scroll up on my chat. So there's people coming. Hey, y'all. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, okay. I see um, a lot of people chose Facebook. Some people are saying LinkedIn, IG. Okay, good. Hey, Robbie. Ah! Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. What's up, Akiva? And is it Candy? Tell me, tell me if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I feel like I totally did not pronounce that correctly and names are important. So please remind me, um, share with me how to pronounce your name so that way I can pronounce it correctly. Uh, so so that is scheduling apps is, is key. And if you've used any scheduling apps for my people who are live, go ahead and drop that into the chat so that way other folks can kind of know what, what folks are using. Um, so then the next piece is social media planning time. So I would encourage you especially if, if you're just starting kind of thinking through social media or marketing in your business to identify a set planning time every week. So whether it's an hour or two hours, just plan out your content. I would say the goal, not saying the goal means you need to hit this next week. The goal is you would want to have at minimum your content planned out for the month. But sometimes in order to get there, you need to start with planning it out a week in advance. So I would encourage you to create some some intentional time, you know, whenever works best for you. So for me, like Sundays afternoon, DJ D-Nice gets on at 3 p.m. Him and DJ Clark Kent do a Sunday set. And like that is my zone time where I can get so much done. Um, so that could, you know, for me, Sundays afternoons work really well. And actually now I've transitioned my social media with some supports. I have a social media manager. But before that, that was really, really helpful for me is just to have that like weekly time to be able to dedicate to social media. And then, um, okay, good. I'm pronouncing it correctly. Hey, Candy. Hey, hey, hey. And then the last thing that um, my suggestion in terms of systems for social media is structure your social media content by themes. So you can decide what themes are most meaningful for you. So for example, themes could be, for example, I do office hours with JT in our group every Thursday, whether it's the poll or I'm actually going live. Every Thursday, the content in this group is centered around office hours with JT. If you notice, every Monday is New Member Monday. So we introduce, celebrate all the new members. So that's an example of kind of like daily themes. 
that helps you kind of organize some of your content because sometimes the biggest um, what's most difficult is figuring out what to post or what generating your own content. And if you develop themes that are meaningful for you, then you that can kind of help you generate some ideas and content. So on my my business pages, I have JT Tip Tuesday, and actually we do that in the group too. Um, so that's that's another tip. And another idea in terms of how to structure your social media in terms of themes you might decide to do around your core values. So maybe let's say your core values are, um, or your expertise, you might say, um, I have a core value of authenticity, of equity, of family, and excellence. So those could be potential themes for your content where you're generating posts around those themes It could be a story that you share. It could be a resource or an article all related to those themes. So I would encourage you to think through just some of, of, you know, what your themes for your social media could be. And then the last thing I didn't put in my notes, but I just thought about it is recycle social media content. So if you follow me on Instagram, E underscore Jordan Thomas, you can see my, my social media on Instagram. And you'll notice for JT Tip Tuesdays, my JT Tips are my tweets. So if I just randomly tweet something that's a Twitter gem, I will turn it into a JT Tip. So recycling your content, if they're especially, you know, my people who write blogs or if you write articles, you can take some of those snippets and turn them into content or tips for your audience. So let me know if any of that resonates with you. Um, If any of those sound like something that you could implement in your business, I'm curious to how people are are thinking about some of those options. All right. So that was the first question. And then the second question was, what things should I consider when um, opening a business bank account? This is an awesome, awesome, awesome question. And this is like one of those logistical things when you're launching your consulting business that can feel so overwhelming or like such a big decision because it's like low-key making a a business commitment of like, what bank institution am I going to be holding my my business money in? Like can feel like a really, really big decision. So I think this is a really important question. So um, I'm going to just name a couple of things from my own personal experience. And I will name that some of these things I think apply to everybody. And some of them were a little bit specific to to my kind of like context of my life. So uh, I'll just start kind of sharing some like basic things that I think will apply to anyone. So the first one is no fees. You should be able to identify a business bank account that meets your needs that does not charge you a fee. If they charge you a fee, keep looking. (laughs) So like, especially when you're early on starting your business, like the fees will add up, like, and you're trying to keep your expenses low, your business bank account, you should be able to find one that does not charge any type of annual fee or monthly fee or whatever. So definitely keep looking if you're coming up with options that say that they charge a fee. Um, You want to make sure that you know the monthly deposit amount. So when I say the monthly deposit amount, most business bank accounts, depending on the type of, of bank account, because most banking institutions, they might have multiple options for their business bank accounts. 
And sometimes there are, uh, most of the time, there are limits to how much you can deposit into the account. And sometimes, most time it's by month. So if you're just starting out in your business, that may not you know, necessarily be a huge deal. But as your business grows, as your revenue go- grows, like you want to be aware of any deposit limitations. So true story, you know, there was a moment where uh, for my business bank account, they had inc- they have since increased my business deposit monthly limit. But there was a moment where I literally had to hold a check for two weeks because I'd hit my my limit for the month already. And so I couldn't deposit the check. I had to wait two months. Um, because I had hit my limit, which is a blessing, but it's you just want to be aware of those things because the business bank account limit that I had when I opened the account three years ago, I I, I grew past that. And then lastly, this one was a little bit, um, well, last two things. So um, requiring a minimum deposit and so, uh, or excuse me, a minimum balance. So many business bank accounts require you to have, or some of them require you to have a certain amount, um, maintaining a certain balance. So when you're just starting your business, you kind of don't want those limitations of like, I have to have X amount of, of a deposit into my account. Cause sometimes if it's like $5,000 and you're just starting, like that can cause some obstacles or some limitations. So you definitely want to check and make sure that there um, isn't really a requirement for a, a minimum balance that you have to maintain. And then lastly, this one is a little bit more specific to my context and may not be um, applicable to yours. Um, Y'all, give me one second, because this is Microsoft Teams. (laughs) And I intentionally silence my notifications, but Teams does not, for some reason, qualify for the notifications that need to be silenced. And that's what's going off right now. So my apologies. And thank you for bearing with uh, the noise and the the dings that are happening right now. Okay. So um, the last thing that was specific to my situation um, was I, I, it was really important for me to have mobile deposit because at the time that I started my consulting business, I knew that there was a potential I might be moving out of state. And so if I was going to move out of state, that meant that I needed to have access. I couldn't be limited to having to go to an ATM or go to the bank location to make deposits. Um, So mobile deposit, meaning I could deposit a check with my phone, was really important for me. And I'm so glad that I I did that because... I now live in a completely different state than when I started my consulting business and I bank with um, my business bank account is with Wells Fargo and there's no Wells Fargo's in Massachusetts. Maybe I should say there isn't one within like a 20, 30 or a two to three hour radius of me. <laughs> so um, I, I am glad I have mobile deposits so I can still continue to deposit checks. So um, that part was was really meaningful for me. So for other folks who already have business bank accounts, please go ahead and share in the chat. Um, I know there's a couple of online ones and I can't remember the name. Kristen, I feel like you shared with me a, um, a business bank account option that was uh, really flexible and had some good terms. And so um, if you're able to drop that into the chat and share for other people, please do. So that way folks have options. And then... Um, All right. And then lastly, our last question is how to develop an invoice. So 
This question is a little kind of complicated. Well, not complicated, but there's a couple of moving parts because the invoice itself is a a um, technical. Thank you, Kristen. Yes, that I couldn't remember the name. Perfect. Um, so the invoice is a it's like a super technical task generating an invoice, which I'll talk about here in a minute. But what is more important or what happens before you generate the invoice that uh, predicates generating an invoice is um, the contract and the proposal that you put together. So essentially your invoice is a reflection of your payment terms that are written up in your contract and in in many different situations as a consultant, you uh, provide a proposal to your client first of your services. So that way they basically co-sign you and you negotiate. And then you draft up the contract. That's a reflection of what was in the proposal, a reflection of those payment terms. And then the invoice is what you generate, which reflects your payment terms. So I just say that to say that the invoice document is a little technical and I have an invoice template that happy to share. I'll drop the link into the chat after I finish the live um, if you need an invoice template. But an invoice template essentially just lists your fee, any expenses um, for your services. It lists the um, address of your client, it lists your address. And usually uh, just for your record keeping, you want to have invoice numbers so that way you can number your invoices and um, kind of keep your invoices organized because as you get more and more clients, because all y'all are going to have a ton of clients, the, the organization of your invoice, uh, it helps if you number them. So if you start with invoice, you put on the invoice, invoice number 001, and the next one is 002 and 003, it helps to number them to keep track of them and keep organized in that way. So um, I just I just named that the invoice is a technical kind of um, thing that I'll drop a, a, a template for, but to backwards map that to like that's a reflection of your payment terms. So that's where you just want to be clear on your payment terms in terms of a of course how much, but also when you you charge the client when you're drafting the invoice expectation around how long they have to pay all that is within the contract. And then uh, the last thing that I'll just name here is I'm going to share with you an invoice template that you can use when you're just getting started. But if you um, sign up for accounting software, they will generate the invoice for you, your accounting software. So um, I know that PayPal, which is not an accounting software, but PayPal gives you the ability to generate an invoice. Um, I have not used PayPal for that, but I know um, like my social media manager, she invoices me through PayPal. So um, that is uh, one way. Uh, I use QuickBooks. So when I first started, I was using the template that I'll, I'll drop the link to later, but now I have QuickBooks and QuickBooks will generate the invoice for me. Uh, Wave is another accounting software, which I believe is free. Don't quote me on that, but I know a lot of folks use it. I think it's free um, and you can generate invoices through that too. So uh, thank you, Candy, for confirming. Yes, Wave is free. Awesome. Thank you, Candy. So um, that is also another option that can can generate invoices for you. So um, highlights there is when you're just starting and you don't have accounting software yet, you can use a template, which I'll share the link to right after I'm done. 
Once you get accounting software, it'll generate the invoice for you. And then uh, your invoice, though, is a reflection of your payment terms, which um, is discussed at the contract phase. So that's why it's important to to you know be clear at that stage because whatever's in the contract is what you're invoicing for. You can't can't charge. You can charge less than, but you can't charge more than than your payment terms in your contract. Um, and Akima is is testifying for uh, PayPal. Perfect. That's that's another good option. So you have tons of tons of options. So you know when you're just starting out in your business, part of it is like this kind of tug and pull of like how do you keep expenses low? But at the same time, like sometimes you got to spend money to make a little money. Invoicing is one of those things. I, I My belief is when you're just starting that you can, you shouldn't have to start with paying for that just yet. That could be one of those expenses that you, you start to spend some money on after your business grows. Um, you can start with a, a template or you can start with a free system like PayPal or Wave um, for those invoice templates um, or to generate those invoices for you. All right, y'all. That is our three questions. Until our next office hours, I'm so excited that we had this time together tonight. And if you are joining this later and watching the replay, drop hashtag replay in the comments so that way we uh, can continue to build community and know who's been able to join us for office hours all right you all have a good evening be safe be well and i will see you soon